You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Let's have a look at a piece of data from the South African economy, and it's probably not a pleasant piece of data because it's just a question of how bad it is. Is it terrible or is it horrible? With me is Annabel Bishop, the chief economist and investor in Johannesburg, and we're talking about, of course, the unemployment data, the quarterly unemployment data, Annabel. I haven't seen it. What is it, please? It came out at 30.8% for the um, third quarter of this year. And, you know, the, the problem is that, yes, it's, it's quite close to the 30.1% of the first quarter of this year. But, you know, to, to our calculations, it's, it, it should actually be closer to 37.9%. And, of course, you know, what they are still doing is keeping a lot of the um, individuals, you know, in the not economically active category. Okay, you'll have to explain that. So it's come out at uh, just below 31%. You're saying it should be just below 38%. Why is that, please? Well, if you take the people into the non, not economically active category, uh, instead of keeping them in the labour force, then obviously, you, you know, you're dividing by a smaller um, denominator. And this is really the problem. You know, in the first quarter of this year, the labour force in the first quarter of this year was 23.5 million. In the second quarter of the year, with many losing their jobs and, of course, many wishing to seek work being unable to do so because of the lockdown restrictions, the labour force dropped to 18 million. And And of course, you know, with a smaller labor force, then your unemployment rate is obviously going to be a lot less as well, because instead of dividing by 23.5 billion, dividing by 18.4 million. And of course, you know, that drop, that almost 5 million drop doesn't equate, it doesn't equal the um, 2.2 million drop in the employed. So that's why we got an unemployment rate of 23.3% in the second quarter. In the third quarter, this is why we're getting an unemployment rate of 30.8%, because your labor force is now 21 million. So yes, it's risen a little bit because a lot more people are looking for work, but it's still not back at that 23 and a half million that we had at the start of this year and of course you know if if, if we didn't put a lot of these individuals into the not economically active bracket if we left them in the unemployed bracket like many other countries around the world tend to do then obviously we would have had an unemployment rate of 37.9 percent but you know of course you know given the way that status is calculating this we obviously have a different outturn today yeah, we have a different outturn. What about the next year, though, 2021? 2020 is almost behind us now. Uh, we look forward to 2021 with a good deal of trepidation, I think, financially and economically. Uh, do you think there's any chance of it dipping below? Th- I can't believe I'm saying this, uh, dipping below 30%. I mean, when we first started speaking all those years ago, we were worrying about the fact that it was in the low 20s to mid 20s percentage wise. Yes. Uh, what about next yes. year? You're quite right, Benz. You know, in, in the 2000s, on the Tabo Mbeki, at the end of his reign, he managed to get the unemployment rate down to 21.3%. Yes. And, and that was a huge achievement. Of course, we were hoping it would be going to, to 15% and then to single digits. And, you know, South Africa really was on the right track back then. Obviously, with a decade of corruption, malfeasance, and, of course, with mismanagement of government finances, we've obviously found ourselves in a di- different situation. We've obviously found ourselves in a situation where, you know, the unemployment rate now at 30% before. COVID-19 at the start of this year. And of course, you know, even with the um, 
changes that have or have not been made to unemployment rate, it's not below 30%. And of course, you know, the big issue is where do we go next year? Next year, of course, you know, depends again if, if stats to say allows more people out of the economically, the not economically active bracket and back into the labor force to seek work. And I'm sure, you know, the majority of them do want to seek work and should actually be in, in the labor force category, you know, indicating that they are, you know, wanting to seek work. You know, certainly a lot of surveys show that individuals would rather have a, a, a job, a fairly good job then obviously be on social benefits. So that's the difficulty. You know, we don't know how they're going to calculate it next year. So we could still be at 30% if they keep lots of people in the not economically active bracket. Of course, as we approach elections, that might be politically, um, you know, feasible for that decision to take. But of course, if you obviously, you know, were to put stop put these people back into, you know, society, if you will, you know, obviously people are looking for jobs, then of course the unemployment rate is likely to go up next year and of course not be at 30%, but be higher than that. Well, hopefully it'll be less because of, for example, what happened last night when Cyril Ramaphosa, the president of the Republic of South Africa, uh, spoke about uh, perhaps opening up the borders and people can come in. So therefore, there will be tourism jobs uh, created. So maybe we'll uh, dip below 30 percent. But my fear is that, you know, if, for example, you and I are still speaking in five years' time, we'll still be talking about 30%. And it's nothing to do with what's happening with COVID-19 or whether it be COVID-25 or whatever it is. The fact is that we will be talking about unemployment in South Africa and people that are being born today, Annabelle, that will never, ever have a job. No, that's a terrible outcome, Lindsay. It really is. Look, I mean, one ray of light, certainly for me, is the economic recovery and recon. Um, it's the economic recovery and reconstruction plan. There we go. There've been so many plans. I think we've become confused, and that, that's really the issue. You know, there've been so many plans over the past decade that we actually tend to forget which is which, and of course, obviously, you know, get very disappointed that they're not delivered upon. And that perhaps is one of the reasons why this um, economic. Um, recovery and um, reconstruction plan was not met with much excitement by the markets this year when announced by the president because of failure of delivery in the past. Now, this plan, this ERP, is probably one which is going to have more success than plans in the past. And that part of the reason is because a lot of the projects are already underway, a lot of progress being made. And of course, as well, because of the acknowledgement, both of the regulatory blockages and stranglehold that South Africa's incredibly onerous regulations have in our country. You know, our ease of doing business um, index reading is very low, you know, from the World Bank. It's been dropping. And of course, you know, obviously, relaxing these regulations is a big issue as well for South Africa. And of course, that's what we started seeing in the ERRP recognition that we need to start relaxing government regulations. We need to start increasing productivity of civil servants. And of course, as well, obviously, the need to um, start following these policies, which actually engender growth. So, you know, this plan certainly is likely to have perhaps better outcomes than the ones of the past decade. But will it actually be enough to push us down into, you know, the lower, significantly lower unemployment? Well, if we get to 20% in 10 years time, I think we'd be quite lucky because, you know, we've got this huge overhang, obviously, as well, coming from the deteriorated government finances, huge credit rating downgrades that we're likely to get. And of course, you know, the negative investor sentiment that comes along with that. So these are all concerns for South Africa. Yes, I think we are trying to turn the corner, but, you know, convincingly turning the corner may not yet happen next year. That's a terrifying thing you've just said. In 10 years' time, we may get down to 20% again. Annabel, on that very, very sad note, I'll leave it. Annabel Bishop is the Chief Economist at Investec. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position 
or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.